0: I'm Jeff Cook and I'm TJ Wilson, and this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly, I'm taking my time. All I like is starting to run. I'm letting go, of lonely, letting go of strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher, pastor, and writer in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is T.J. Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. Hey. We need to do some business. We do. I'm in. We got some uh, good news and we got some bad news. That's how news breaks often.
1: Sure. Yeah. There's always some good, always some bad. Let's do it.
0: We have been promising two series all year. One of them has been on villains and one of them has been on Harry Potter. Right. So starting with the bad news first. Good idea. We are going to set aside Harry Potter for a while. Yeah, that's that's probably wise. This summer has been a hard time for a Harry Potter fan. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, if you're
1: paying attention to uh things that are happening with uh some of the people involved in creating
0: Harry Potter. Uh it's going a little sideways right now. TJ and I have lots of opinions about this. That's true. Which which we're going to dis- we have discussed in other spheres, <laughs> but we'll <laughs> not be talking about here. Yeah. Uh we do hope to do our deep dive next year when when all the worthy paths people are on come together and then uh, and then we can we can uh, we can talk shop. yeah, so this is all summer
1: probably real nice for you to uh, be able to postpone the actual reading
0: of them this i'm i was i was doing the work I was doing <laughs> the work I got through four of those books yeah Oh, you three you're of those getting books. into the good stuff yeah, yeah, I was enjoying it good. I was actually actually kind of disappointed. I'm sure I can still read the books now. That's true. But you won't read them again the second time. Yeah, see, I should pace myself and and get it fresh. That's true. But I I had a list. I had a list started, man. It may be the case that with Harry Potter being set to the side, I don't want to overpromise here, but we may slide a Lord of the Rings in during the December months. That'd be great. Because, you know... That's when you watch those films. Sure. Are you yeah. like me? Do you watch the Lord of the Rings in December?
1: Uh, n- not consistently, but I have watched them in December. There you yeah, go. That works. Yeah. And, and every- the author of the Lord of the Rings can't say controversial things because he's dead. That's <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: true. Which brings us to the good news, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah.
1: It's not the Tolkien's dead. That's not good. Not the
0: Tolkien's dead. We love us some JRR Tolkien. Um. In good news, we are putting some meat on the theories we've spoken about through our last 10 episodes, and we're going to talk about villains, and yes. we're going to talk about what it looks like for each of the types to go to the low side of security. And in order to do this, we're going to unpack that with some villains. Excellent. So before we get into game. this, we, we need to talk about your favorite villain. You got a favorite villain? Um.
1: My favorite villain of all time is still, I I think, Maleficent. I I just love Maleficent as a villain. Like, she's so fascinating and scary and awesome to me. I love her.
0: Really unique villain. Yeah. I couldn't name, like, another, like, character in other films that's ripping off that character. Is there a... You know what I mean? I mean, I, you get a little bit of her from.
1: I, I feel like Morticia Adams is a little maleficenty, but okay, uh, just like that—that that sort of like, like dark sexiness kind of thing. Yeah, going for yeah.
0: There you go. It's yeah. dark sexiness. Yeah, yeah it works.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I guess we'll talk about that later. That's another <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> we like villainy expressed. In dark, sexy. I guess yeah. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, villain, after some thought, who we're not going to talk about. I have lots of favorite villains who are on our list. Yeah, let's let's say one that. Who like did all not of... make the list is uh, one Gus Fring from the Breaking Bad, who is the uh, main meth distributor. Sure, just a stellar character. Very you. similar, actually, to the Maleficent in terms of just
1: cuz he, he could turn into a dragon.
0: It's I mean you you you, you <laughs> got to see the breaking bad. But I know but I know from previous episodes that uh you didn't get past the bathtub scene. I
1: really didn't. Yeah. I'm one this of those. This is a
0: common story from <laughs> people right. who have started breaking bad. They either binge the whole thing in 2 months and it destroyed their soul or they got to the bathtub scene and they just said, "Nope, nope. This isn't for me." me.
1: Nope. Not for me.
0: I'll pass. <laughs> One of the great endings for a character ever is Gus's ending. And for those of you who are Breaking Bad fans, you will know what I'm talking about. Just spectacular television. It was my favorite TV episode ever, was the ending of Gus's story mm-hmm. until uh, some of the Game of Thrones. There's some great Game of Thrones stuff. Have you been through season six of Game of Thrones? No. No, I'm still in season five. Okay. Yeah. The well, Game of Thrones might come next year sometime too. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> the end of season six gave me, like, I had a religious experience at the end of season six of yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I make it there. Yeah. It's, it actually, you got to crawl through the desert.
1: Like, the one thing that I'm holding on to is that I know that Cersei has laid her bed. Oh. Like, she, like, I, I already know about the Walk of Shame. Because, you know, Kay. I was alive when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> you heard tell. <laughs> when that episode aired. And, like, she just gave power to the people who are definitely going to put her through that. Yes. Like, like how, how stupid can you... Okay. <laughs> There's some breadcrumbs I might hold there. out for her, but we'll
0: see. <laughs> yeah. You don't give power to some... To, uh, to religious lunatics. That that That's like right next to never invade Asia is yeah. no invading Asia. Don't give power to religious lunatics.
1: Don't, uh, never bet against a Sicilian when it, when death is on the line.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> is that actually a thing? I'm trying to, th- <laughs> I need to think of some, there's gotta be some places where Sicilians lose. Sure. Is Napoleon a Sicilian? I don't know. I mean, no, I, I saw French. The Godfathers. It was, uh, I guess it's, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gosh, I missed that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's Italian, man. I'm good. Anyway. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about villains. Yeah. So, where a hero is often defined by their feats of bravery, of ingenuity, of the pursuit of justice and the greater good, villains are defined by malice, by immoral behavior, by perverting justice. Uh, One definition I wrote down had it that villains are cruel, malicious persons devoted to wickedness, a scoundrel who constitutes an important evil agency in the plot. And as I said earlier, we are working through a theory that we first heard in the work of Suzanne Stabile that the truly dark side of our Enneagram type does not come out in stress. It comes out in the low side of security. Yeah, we were like
1: we were at a conference with her and she said something along those lines and both of us just like just lit up immediately. Like we knew that this was wisdom from the deep. Like like <laughs> this was a thing that we were going to base a lot of our work on over the next coming years because this Like it just just blew up with ideas and like we're already connecting dots about how much sense this makes. That like your darkest self comes from when you feel secure in unhealthy ways.
0: Yeah. It's
1: brilliant.
0: TJ and I immediately after this conference went out to the bar. He had a scotch. I had a martini. We just start talking. And then we live like an hour away. Yeah. And that was when the that was when the creation of this idea came. Yeah, we started going through our favorite villains, and testing out the theory. Yeah, it's like, well, if this theory is true, then clearly the villains in movies are going to go to the low side of security. What does that look like? And just without fail, yeah, we're going through villains, and that is where it materializes. So we're calling this move to the low side of security villainy, and what we're going to do is we're just going to. We're going to pick nine villains, which are our favorites, mm-hmm. who we've typed. And we're just going to showcase, notice how this works yeah. in these characters. Yep. Uh, anything, anything to add before we, we get rolling here?
1: No, I'm ready to get into it.
0: Well, let's, actually, let's talk about the low side of security. Okay. When yeah, we say right.
1: that, what do we mean? So we've been going through this. This whole series has been about uh, the stress and security points, and and each of us goes to like we all have stressful moments. We all have moments where we feel secure and like in in control, and and like we have a handle on the things that are going on in our lives. We all have both of those types of experiences, and and one of the things that we are really really emphasizing and and. Suzanne is doing this work as well is that that you can do both of those things in healthy and in unhealthy ways you can go to your stress point in healthy ways and get good things while you're there or you can go to your stress point in unhealthy ways and make your unhealth worse. In the same way, you can go to your security point in really healthy ways and get and and become a more whole, more full, more productive person. Or you can go there in unhealthy ways. And you, like, we all have secure moments. When you go there in unhealthy ways, you start using people, you start treating other people badly, you start looking out for number one. And like the world around you becomes worse because of your unhealth. I definitely say like, look through the rest of this series. Like we have two episodes with Suzanne that were spectacular and we really unpack this idea with stress. So,
0: Let's talk about the villain side and just set up. These are the sorts of characters that we're going to talk about. Sometimes you have villains. They're just forces of nature. They're kind of boring. It's Mm -hmm. just this is clearly a strong person who just wants to kill everybody, and that's boring. Right, right. But great villains are ones that we sympathize with, that we even say their story could be my story. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one writer, Ben Bova, who I was reading on this, he says this. He says, in the real world, there are no villains. No one actually sets out to do evil. Fiction mirrors life, or more accurately, fiction serves as a lens to focus on what they know in life and brings its realities into sharper, clearer understanding for us. There are no villains cackling and rubbing their hands in glee as they contemplate their evil deeds. There are only people with problems struggling to solve them. And it seemed to me, this is us. The reason that great villains actually are attractive to us is because we can see ourselves making some of those same decisions. We could break bad in the same way if given the opportunity and having made some of the same choices. Mm-hmm. In fact, many of the acts for villains have this like tinge of wish fulfillment. Like, I really wish I could do X, Y, and Z. 'Cause that person is so cool. Right. You know? And yeah. notice how there's the security. That person is in control. They have what they want. And they are just exuding their passions into the world. And it's diabolical. And yet we could see ourselves going down that road.
1: Right. Well, and it's it's so fascinating. It's I feel like we're such an in such an interesting period of of media and entertainment because there's so much work being done to draw out to, to give villains backstories, you know, like, mm. like so many classic stories are being written from the villain side. Yeah. Uh, like we, Maleficent is my favorite. And I think the the two movies that are about her backstory are like, they're just a really interesting way to look at how she became a villain. Wicked did the same thing. Um, and, Certain that there are other examples to come up with, but none of them are coming to my mind right now. But like villains are being written in this way to give us an idea of how this person became like this
0: so that we can see ourselves
1: more in their story.
0: Um, Chuck Cloisterman uh, said that a great villain is someone who knows the most but cares the least. That was just his clean definition of villains. Mm, yeah, I felt like this is going to apply to most of our characters. Sure. Maybe not the first one. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> curious what you're going to think on this, but all We're the rest have of a very them. Very
1: interesting talk about the first one.
0: Oh, come on. Well, we'll get, to we'll it. get there. <laughs> um, there's something about knowledge and security that go together for me. Like I know what I need to know in this moment and that's why I feel good about it. And so that again, the low side of security is there. You know, all the things there are to know. The hero is always seems to be oftentimes very reactive character. Sure. McLean finds himself in Nakatomi Plaza and having to react to terrorists. Right. But he's heroic and his character comes out in those moments. Mm-hmm. But Gruber knows what's up. Right. You know what I mean there? Right. Yeah. The villain monologue kind of characterizes this it's let me tell you all the things that I know. Right, and villain monologues come from that place of security. Right, I have you in my clutches now. Yeah, I'm gonna do my dastardly I, plans,
1: and I need you to know how smart I am, and yeah. how how thoroughly I thought through my plan.
0: And now the hero knows all there is to know right. as well. come on, <laughs> have you learned? Um, he didn't make the list, but I do love me some Gordon Gecko. If you've sure. seen Wall Street, um, and one of Gecko's lines to Bud Fox the character played by, uh, what's that guy's name? Charlie Sheen. Says, he says to Charlie Sheen real early on, the greatest commodity I know, and as a man who trades in commodities, the greatest commodity I know is information. And, that's, and that just pinged for me is, ah, there's the villain. Hmm, yeah. Because I know all there is to know, I can act on it. That's why, of, of all things, the Ring of Power in The Lord of the Rings and the ring of power image comes from Plato. Both of them are actually about knowledge. If you can turn invisible, you can enter any sphere you wish and gain all the knowledge that you need. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I get the sense like there's something about being all knowing that is truly the place that the, uh, the villain gets their power. Mm. I just wanted to philosophize about villains there for a second. Yeah. So by me, yeah, come on. Very interesting. Yeah. I have nothing to respond with, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to wrap up our our intro to the low side of security, so you can now bounce to whichever types you want to get into. Um, TJ, if you were a villain, your villain dream, your villain fantasy... Yeah. I think you actually talked about this once.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, You're the...
0: You're some sort of drug dealer. Yeah, I mm-hmm. absolutely
1: could easily see myself as like like Colombian drug lord type, like living in. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on a podcast, but like if my youth had gone differently, I could easily see myself as having made choices where I, I become that type of of character, like like Brendan Fraser when he wishes to be yes. rich. But- Indedible. Bedazzled, yeah. Bedazzled. Like, like that moment struck for me so <laughs> hard. <laughs> that could be me. Yeah, I could easily be that type. I, I'm not particularly aggressive, and I'm not like, I'm I'm not looking to dominate. But yeah. I could easily see myself being the type of person that accidentally like forms an organization that that rises to that kind of prominence.
0: <laughs> I see my, I see myself being more of a a ruthless. I uh, sort of personality. I could I could totally see myself give, giving orders to like like Godfather esque, sure. To to go mow down, you know, people X Y and Z, for malicious reasons. I don't know what those malicious reasons would be.
1: Whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I suppose well, people aren't doing what you want them to. That was <laughs> that actually would be it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're screwing things up, Tony. Go get them. See. I don't know anything about Sicilians, apparently, but that's my, my, I've so avoided going down that path. I don't even know about Italy. Okay, so next time we're going to start with the ones and we have six ones, but we have one, penultimate ultimate one who we'll spend all of our time on. And so do join us there. Uh, It would mean the world to us if you pause, take two seconds, and write us a brief review and give us some stars on your podcasting platform of choice. You can find all the links to our stuff at aroundthecircle.org. But the best thing that you can do is share this episode with somebody that you love. Perhaps go through some of these movies um, that we're going to hit and just, just, just enjoy the villainy. Um, the music is by The Collection and Tim Coons, and if you dig our pop culture deep dives, you can help us select upcoming movies and hear more on our Patreon page. So, TJ, you got anything else? I got nothing. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome, and I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and you'll set the world on fire. But not in a villainous this way. That wouldn't be good. Morning will come... <laughs> burning with heart